0: If Scotland get independence, can we send back the bagpipes?
1: To this, to
2: Is a travel lodge shower any better than wet wipes? To, this, to, this.
1: Helen and Ollie,
0: to, this. to pick up where we left off in last episode, talking about cake, Ian has written in to say. I bought a large bar of Kendall Mint Cake in the late '90s. It was a great vintage of Kendall Mint Cake, wasn't it? I
2: mean, if I just listed everything I bought in the late '90s, we actually know I'll save that for a future episode.
0: Yeah, really unflattering <laughs> trousers. Some some fake DMs that were from BHS and therefore were the least DME DMs you could possibly imagine. CDs for
2: fifteen ninety nine. Filmed on VHS. Yeah.
1: Enough
0: of this 90s nostalgia though Ian says I kept my Kendall Mint cake in my rucksack Just in case I needed a sugar hit When out in the mountains We moved to Australia And 16 years later Found ourselves walking up in the Blue Mountains Inland from Sydney Very beautiful, I can confirm It's a good cake shop So you don't need this uh, Kendall Mint cake He says It was a real slog down into the valley And several hours later After having taken a wrong turn We found ourselves at the foot of the massive Cliffside vertical ladder route out terrifying the only thing we had in the rucksack i assume he means food rather than otherwise why would be carrying an empty rucksack (laughs) was this battered bent and slightly worn block of candle mint cake
2: wow after 16 years
0: yeah it tasted as you would have expected revolting sugary sugary with a mint taste i shit you not the effect on our energy levels was surprisingly good and quick and we did manage to hike out yay i reckon if it was not for the mint cake we would have simply perished and end up as dingo fodder
2: Well, there you go. Mint cake saves lives.
0: 16 years on, the mint cake finally comes into its own. Isn't that a beautiful story?
2: Well, sort of. I mean, I could look at the same story from the perspective of, you know, cynicism that I was expressing in the last episode and say, this tells you everything you need to know about the taste of Kendall mint cake. It was in a rucksack for 16 years. And at not one point were you even remotely tempted to eat the thing until (laughs) you thought you might die. And there was literally nothing else to eat except your partner. (laughs)
0: <laughs> or your own legs yeah. apropos of foods that we don't particularly enjoy eating every year I make a vast amount of gingerbread for my annual gingerbread day festivity in December you But know,
2: I love gingerbread day hate gingerbread
0: yeah I don't like gingerbread
2: that's why it's wise for someone like you to host a food exactly. party with gingerbread because you're not tempted to eat it all year not at all yeah.
0: but here's the thing I've got some gingerbread dough I made in December in the fridge that I never got around to cooking because so we had so much gingerbread. Uh-huh. It's still not gone off. What sorcery is in gingerbread? I made it myself. It's not full of preservatives or
1: anything.
2: When, when the whole world explodes, all that will be left is your gingerbread. Respect the gingerbread. People will somehow try and clue together what our civilization was from that.
1: Hello, uh, my name's Sam, and I'm from Bristol. Helen and Ollie, answer me this. Is there any nutritional difference between the different colour peppers? Because, er... Uh, Not really got any preference, but in a State of mild racism, I often find myself leaning more towards the red peppers.
2: I actually have a strong preference. Yes. Strong preference for orange.
0: I'm very oh. anti green.
2: I'm so anti green.
0: But do you know, you know, it's the same pepper, it's just the green one is picked when it's not ripe, and if oh. you leave it on the plant for longer, it becomes yellow, then orange, no. then red. Yes. Wow. Yes.
2: Good fact. Yes. We are early in this episode for that kind of quality facts.
0: <laughs> pepper <laughs> facts. I'm <laughs> curd surge last time, pepper
2: facts this time. <laughs> stuff stuff me with couscous and put me in the oven i'm done <laughs> <laughs> if
1: you were to characterize the difference between the, the flavor difference between those peppers how would it how would you characterize it why is a red pepper
2: better than a green i'm not pepper? sure in a blind taste test i could taste the difference between yellow red and orange but mm. i could mm. taste green and red, what's the difference is, and is, is green the earliest stage? Yeah. yeah it tastes like that it yeah, does the less flavorsome it's so is, sweet isn't it the, yeah
0: yeah the skin is more of an annoyance yes. so the texture is also less pleasant but yeah the taste is like one well, do bitter
2: Yes, and I think what it is as well is often I put a pepper into a salad to colourify the salad as much as anything.
0: But also so you can eat a rainbow, which meant to be a very nutritional thing to do. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I didn't
2: know that. Is that Mm -hmm. a fad diet thing or is that a real thing? I think that's a real thing. Okay, but not Skittles, that doesn't count.
0: <laughs> and, and not one of those uh, fruit pastels lollies.
2: <laughs> but, um, you know, very often, obviously, the base of a salad in, certainly in Western Europe, yeah. is, is lettuce.
0: Yes. And often
2: cucumber and spring onion.
0: Green is done.
2: Yeah. So mm. then I'm kind of thinking, right, I want orange. Yeah. That's why orange.
0: Tomatoes are bringing the red. So. I'm quite
2: pleased that orange is the same pepper. I'm pleased to know that because I, somewhere in the back of my mind, I was worried. It seemed to me that green and red were natural, but orange might have been man intervened.
0: You don't see as many oranges around. Mm. I wonder whether it's just quite a short picking season. Here's the thing. They bother picking the green ones that we don't like, Mm. and presumably, therefore, no one likes, (laughs)
2: uh,
0: (laughs) uh, because uh, I think they travel a bit better because they're firmer, because they're nastier.
2: I presume they probably have a slightly longer life as well if they're babies. Yeah, Yeah. if they're
0: not ripe, then they're not going to go off as quickly, are they? So anyway, as an anti-green pepper person, I was delighted to find that they are less nutritious than the other peppers.
2: They truly are pointless, aren't they? I imagine the reason then that they get sold in those weird multi-packs that you can buy in Sainsbury's, you know, you get green yellow red I think yeah. typically traffic
0: light of uh, peppers yeah
2: I think the reason they're sold like that is to sort of fob off the green one yeah. on the consumer because they must be I assumed cheaper for the supermarket yeah
0: like when you're, your parents send you out they're like right you can go and do this as long as you take your little sister with you no but mum well then you can't go
2: <laughs> exactly yeah
0: and obviously this is not a familiar scenario to you but as the youngest of three yeah. it is to me
2: no I can
1: understand that I feel a bit sad that in that story Helen just told she was the green pepper oh god she was the youngest I'm, ah, I'm the red pepper
0: I'm right I feel brilliant I'm of less nutritional value
2: Ah. I'm a butternut squash proud and alone
0: you're a butternut squash in a peppers world (laughs) Uh, so anyway they do all have roughly the same number of calories um, and the same amount of carbohydrate and protein and so on so they're very nutritious food but when it comes to vitamins uh, green peppers have much less than, than yellow And red has more than all of the other colours of peppers
2: So red's the best for red's you Red's the best Interesting yes. Red I would happily say is The funnest one Yeah I mean I, I prefer orange But I'm now I know that red's the best I might just go for red
0: Here's a question from Trevor Who says Ollie answer me this Why do some men gob in the pot before urinating Please explain this phenomenon to me Because as a woman I do not know what this is Gob in the pot
2: He's talking about When you're having a wee at a urinal Some men I say some men I do this You look down And you spit Before you have a wee You ever done that? No, no, why? Have you ever have you ever observed it happening? At have you no. ever
0: urinated?
1: <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I guess I must have seen men spitting. but maybe I just thought it was a good opportunity for them to clear their throats. Yes, is it? It's not like a physics thing, is it?
2: Well, uh, I don't know. I'll tell you my reasons, okay. and then you can tell me whether it's a physics thing. You, okay. Um, I, I have two reasons for doing this, Trevor. Um, And the two reasons are as follows. It's all right. It's fine. There's nothing weird about this. You
0: like to leave your DNA wherever uh, you go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm pleased to be demystifying this because I think it's quite simple. Um, And it's something that I developed intuitively. You know, I didn't think, oh, I'm going to partake in this gobbing in the pot phenomenon. I just thought, oh, I'm going to start doing this. Yeah, it's just something that I do naturally. Gob
0: on that bandwagon. Um,
2: And I think, to me, this is this is the same as whether you um, uh, squeeze or shake at the end. It's just, it's, it's, it's a both. Well, that's fine as well. very thorough, Martin. I think we're a broad church in Britain's pissing community. Um, uh, (laughs) Britain's pissing church. (laughs) No, I'll go there. I'll go to the pissing church.
0: Generally, I think the word community is totally misused, but that was one of the biggest misuses (laughs) since everyone pisses.
2: Um, There are two reasons why I did. Reason the first... Uh, Spitting almost anywhere else in public is disgusting Good point Mm. Um, But I do sometimes get a residue of spittle And I would like to evacuate it Sometimes I do it into a tissue Sometimes I do it into a bin But more frequently I feel more comfortable Doing it into a toilet Because into a toilet it's not frowned upon um, And it feels quite satisfying to spit into a toilet You see it go straight away cleanly Um, When it's a communal urinal like a trough It's not so nice But if you've Mm. got your own personal pot uh, I feel that's a safe and hygienic way to evacuate fluid from a mouse. Do you enjoy
0: seeing the splosh when it goes into a, a toilet?
2: Enjoy is too strong a word. Relish.
0: Um, <laughs> Revel <laughs> uh, No, none of the Simply above. Simply divine. I, I is, just, it like, is
1: it like an amily thing, isn't it? It's like the same satisfaction you get from popping the, the lid off a bottle of beer. So that's satisfaction small, is the right word. Yes. Small tactile. You get a small pleasure. amount of satisfaction
2: yeah, yeah. from it.
0: Satisfaction and evacuation.
2: Indeed. So that's the first reason. Right. And the second reason is I find that. Uh, by evacuating liquid from my mouth into the, into the rhino, mm. uh, I am simulating the effect that I'm about to follow up with with my urinary contribution. There's
1: <laughs> <laughs> like a little clove of the throat before, you, uh, before, before I follow you, on.
2: you go into the aria. Yes, yeah, yeah. and I find that that helps me relax and get in mode. Um, thinking, yeah,
0: I can do this, guys. We can do this. So yeah, because so you're if, the kind of guy that talks to his penis. So <laughs> no,
2: but it, if I'm feeling a bit paruretic that day, uh, Long I can think, word. right? Okay, relax. It's okay. We're here to piss. You know, you're taking your time. You've evacuated some other fluids. Let's, yeah, let's. Let, let's I'll, try
0: one from every orifice before we go to the main event.
2: No, but you know how sometimes if you're struggling, you can think about a water fountain. It's more likely to happen. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah Or yeah, a waterfall. Yeah. You know, whereas if you're talking to someone or looking around, less likely to happen. It's that if you're looking at liquid coming out your body and you're following through with more liquid, it helps. So oh. those the so two you're, you're reasons. Re- Is that physics, Martin?
1: No, I, I more thought, was thinking of if it's an unfamiliar urinal, yeah, and you're a little bit concerned about getting a lot of splash back, yes, or pissing on your own feet, yes. You want to just kind of go, what's the, what's the, if I, if liquid comes out of my body, what's the arc it's going um, to follow the yeah. so to go into the, uh, to
2: go into the urinal? It's
0: the canary down the mine.
1: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like firing a test shot across the bows.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I, maybe there's that element going on somewhere in the back of my brain as well, but not, not purposefully I have got pretty good physical intuition I think at this yeah. point so I just go straight for it but yeah, I can understand well, I mean, if you're know, you not a physicist why you would do that it's also habit forming I think is the other thing you L- know. like heroin um, yeah or Steve Wright in the afternoon you know <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> he's <laughs> going to
0: be so flattered if he ever discovers the comparison you know,
2: whatever it is that you do on a daily basis you know based on environments I think if you if it becomes see, psychosomatic see it you see the piss you see the spit and then you follow with piss you know it becomes part of the pattern oh like Pavlovian you to replicate that. Mm. Pavlovian exactly mm. yes yeah Hmm. like heroin or Steve right in the afternoon
0: <laughs> or pavlova <laughs> I've got
1: a question email your question do you answer me
2: Here's a question from Darius and Claudia Writing from Shanghai uh, But I assume they're not from Shanghai I assume they're staying in a hotel there Because they say Helen answer me this Why are the glasses for orange juice At hotel buffets So bloody small <laughs> um, <laughs> More often than not You are on holiday And hence hungover And in need of lots of liquid Well
0: first of all I'd love it if more often than not That I was on holiday but more often I'm not. I'm not on
2: holiday. And more often than not, you're never hungover.
0: I've never, I've never <laughs> been hungover on holiday. I can't imagine it. Martin was hungover when he had a beer at ten in the morning, but that meant the, the breakfast orange juice was a whole day away. I just went
2: and had a lie down. It was fine. I, I had my once in a decade spewing up from alcohol hangover uh, wow. just the other week. Wow. Congratulations! And I managed to do it all over a VIP queue of PR people at the V Festival. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Ideal. V yeah. for vom. It was, it was a great, it was a great way to introduce myself into the backstage area. Thanks for the <laughs> invite.
0: <laughs> Hello Jesse J <laughs>
1: Anyway
2: Darius and Claudia continue uh, You know When you're hungover When you're on holiday You're necking back orange juice Three or four glasses They say Before finally taking another Two or three glasses To the table So
0: they're drinking Three <laughs> Seven or Seven glasses, glasses of juice But at, at, standing at the buffet They're knocking back the juice That's insane I loved it
2: They continue The obvious answer to this, this pressing question as to why hotels provide small glasses, uh, is that they're trying to save money and hence not provide big glasses. We're
0: trying to save waste juice too.
2: However, we don't buy that since plates are often normal size <laughs> and a few <coughs> extra glasses of juice is not going to break the bank.
0: I wish Alan Partridge was real and went on holiday with these guys. <laughs> i think you're got mis- my big glass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're misunderstanding buffet psychology mm. here um, because... I think the psychology for most of us even when we're told eat and drink as much as you like is we fill the plate yes that's why they provide smaller plates that's the reason and you're right it's not going to break the bank for one person for you to give you a larger glass but across say a year of people getting orange juice that might save them a few hundred quid and so it's worth it isn't it when they're choosing yeah. cutlery that's, that's the reason
0: also unlike most of the food on the buffet in, I'd imagine that they can use the orange juice on the subsequent day whereas the fried yes. eggs mm. not yeah. so much
2: good point and also, I imagine once it's made contact with the air, you can't. Mm. You know, you need to keep it inside the receptacle as long as possible. You don't want extra juice being poured out into glasses that isn't going to get drunk.
0: Yeah, you just don't want to come out and clear the room and there are three-quarter full pint glasses of orange juice to you. Because it's, it's an expensive product compared that, to a lot of the breakfast products.
2: That said, although mm. I understand buffet psychology, yes, as I have just illustrated... An expert. Thank well, you. you should, um. <laughs> if only I could. Uh, I went to the Pizza Hut Salad Buffet the other day. Oh, did you? Um... It's a fiver I was on the Strand I wanted a salad It seemed to tick boxes for me
0: Even though there's a branch of Leon on the Strand
2: Yeah but you can't sit in Leon for two hours Listening to music from 15 years ago That you don't hear very often And no one mm. bother you
0: You make a strong case
2: <laughs> And so I went in to have the salad bar I know it's basic But I was happy And these mm. days you get couscous on a pizza no. a salad bar I know truly we are all middle well, class now
0: They've joined the 90s <laughs>
2: um, And I paid for a main course salad bar
0: And that's a fiver
2: And that's a fiver uh-huh. Good deal
0: What size plate?
2: Now, well this is the issue what they have as a standard salad bar receptacle mm-hmm. is a small bowl. Very round, I'm imagining. Very round, small bowl. Mm-hmm. And that's a bit like a cereal bowl, really. Mm-hmm. And that's because, and I understand this as well, like I say, I understand buffet psychology. That's because... <laughs> Bloody most, most people who get a salad bar in Pizza Hut are getting it as a freebie with a pizza. Yeah.
0: For them, it's just a sideshow.
2: Indeed. And they want to discourage you picking out on the salad because they want you to eat the pizza because that's cheaper for them. So. And then
0: they want you to buy Ice Cream Factory, but exactly. by, by the time you actually get it, be too full to consume much.
2: Which is fine. However... I, the health-conscious consumer, had gone in there and asked for a main course salad bar, you know, something other people literally get for free. I'm willing to pay a fiver for it. Wow. I think I should be allowed a plate. Mm. But no, I had to go up and help myself using a bowl. So to have a main course salad... Oh, the
0: humanity! You know what? You could have popped into the paper chase that's just down the way, bought a plate, decanted your salad bowl onto the plate.
2: And of course that's what I did. (laughs) Uh, What I actually did is um, the staff were quite busy and uh, didn't seem that bothered. So I uh, I reached down into where I noticed the staff keep the plates next to the salad bar. So if anyone asks for an extra plate for their pizza... I took one of those and I put the salad on there I thought, I'm not going to keep filling up a bowl and emptying it onto a plate I feel like an idiot
0: Yeah, you're wasting time
2: Exactly, and I didn't eat any more salad than I would have otherwise Well, uh, there's no control experiment That said, you know, I've become an expert of the downmarket salad bar recently
0: You are the buffet psychologist The the foremost buffet psychologist of your generation (laughs) (laughs) May I say One must research
2: Snobs are missing out on the Harvester meal deal Mm. Uh, £11 for half chicken, chips Unlimited salad, a pint of Carling, and a giant chocolate sundae. <laughs> wow. That's extraordinary, Is that the original isn't spit roast uh- no, it's it's similar to the original spit roast. And uh,
0: how much, though, to get them to call an ambulance for you afterwards? <laughs> no, it'll be £200 for the phone call. <laughs> also, returning to uh, Darius and Claudia's question, you can fit more small glasses into an industrial dishwasher than large ones. You know, oh, if you're getting a lot of that. people through the hotel, Yes, you need the glasses to come back quickly. Do you think because the small glasses have a lower centre of gravity, there's less opportunity for hungover guests to commit acts of spillage?
2: Mm. Mm. Also... Uh, another area we haven't really discussed here <laughs> Such so a much rich to say. vein <laughs> yes. Often breakfast buff. I know in a three star hotel probably it would just be orange juice mm-hmm. But in a four or five star hotel often Great There'll fruit. be a selection Yes yeah. you want to go back, you want to try them all Exactly. Not and the so, apple
0: because it's always that weird sugar water stuff Yeah, Rubbish
2: Ugh. <laughs> uh, But because they're small glasses I think you are more inclined to try a bit of everything And that's quite nice about yeah. a hotel buffet isn't it Like I would never have cold meat for breakfast at home but since it's there, I'll have a little bit. I'd never have cheese for breakfast Homes home since it's there. I'll have a bit.
0: But when in Rome...
2: Exactly. If salami for breakfast, I think I will. Yeah.
0: Actually, actually, Rome is not renowned for its breakfasts.
2: No, probably not.
0: Mm. Italy, they don't go for it so much.
2: But I wouldn't know that, uh, like Bob Dylan, as mm-hmm. I get older, I like grapefruit juice
0: does Bob Dylan like grapefruit juice no
2: I like Bob Dylan I'm getting older really you a do a really? bit yeah, oh. a bit when did you start liking Bob Dylan I was listening to Absolute 60s the other day and a track came on and I was like oh that's quite good shit it's Bob Dylan <laughs> <laughs> what oh, have no. I become <laughs> who am I I'm a lie to myself it's okay Ollie it's, it was like a rolling stone it's mainstream <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't wow it was one that I didn't know but I thought this it, is quite was good was it
0: under 10 minutes long because yeah, that yeah. will help date it it was
2: a 2 minute pop song yeah. Yeah, okay from the 60s Om,
0: almost certainly early Pre-65, 60s yeah.
2: Yeah. but but I, I thought fuck I'm really changing and if it weren't for the Holiday Inn Media City Offering a very small Serving of grapefruit juice So that I could try a bit Mm -hmm. You know That was the absolute Sixties of the juice world For me I tried Mm. it And I thought Oh actually yeah Grapefruit, it's alright, my taste buds oh, are changing as I, I, love, I get older I love grapefruit juice for breakfast so you're older. It's like a
1: slap in the face with a wet cord isn't
0: it <laughs> Well we're sticking with the breakfast theme For today's intermission Which is from episode 20 From way back in 2007 And it's available now As are all of our first 170 episodes and our albums At answermethistore.com And if you buy anything from there You're supporting this show So well done you
2: Regular question in it. He says, Helen, answer me this where does the word, or maybe even the substance, Moosley, come from? <laughs> I can't imagine a culture, he says, where all that oat and rusk crap is so readily available and would come up with a word like muesli.
0: Well, that's because Nick can't imagine Switzerland, <laughs> which is where muesli was invented.
2: Well, actually, I think I've got a bit of a mental block on Switzerland as well. It's
0: just too neutral for you to be able to take in. Yeah. The word comes from a German word that meant mash. I can also tell you that muesli was invented in the early 1900s by the Swiss doctor Maximilian Bertha Benner, and it was to feed invalids and fill them up with lots of vitamins and carbohydrates. Well, what do you mean to
2: feed food? invalids?
0: Well, because, you know, they can't digest real food that tastes nice. So they have to eat stuff that looks like um, horse biscuits. <laughs>
2: <laughs> God, doesn't rain at pores, eh? Can you imagine? Got TB, you're in a sanatorium. You wouldn't want some muesli. It's the last thing you'd want.
0: You might want a kinder surprise just to cheer up your days <laughs> as you're yeah. being sat on the side of a mountain with fresh air going through your damaged lungs. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Shall we take a question from our phone line, Helen?
0: I feel like it's time.
2: I feel like it's time. I'm glad you said that. If you'd said no, I don't know what I would have done.
0: You'd have just steamed ahead regardless. (laughs) And if you want to ask us a question using your voice rather than your email skills, then uh, you call this number. Oh two oh eight one two three five eight double seven.
2: you Skype answer me this? It's reassuring to think about email as a skill. Makes me feel I have one more thing to offer the
1: world. Uh, It's Ben from North Norfolk. Uh, I was taking a walk at the beach after work, and um, I was thinking about sea monkeys. I had them on a couple of occasions as a child, and as far as I can remember, you seemingly create life out of a packet mix. So, Helen and Lolly asked me this, how are sea monkeys a thing? How is that physically possible?
0: I'm surprised that Ben had sea monkeys a couple of times, because... I think once is really giving you the gist of sea monkeys. (laughs) And the repeat is only going to be even more disappointing than the original
2: time. Did you have sea monkeys? No, you know, they're on my very long list of toys that I was deprived as a child. Wow,
0: and yet I had them. Well, if it's any comfort, Ollie, sea monkeys are an awful toy because... They're not a
1: toy, they're living creatures.
2: Yeah,
0: because they're living creatures, not a toy. But they're horrible (laughs) living creatures because they're just they're just shrimps. So on the box, they're these cute little slightly alien, smiley creatures.
2: Triumph of marketing, isn't it? Yeah,
0: what they grow into are small beige Skinny shrimps. And apparently, the guy who marketed them just called them sea monkeys because they have long tails. That's like monkeys. And yet, they've got the front end of a horrible insect. Didn't go with that, did he? But
2: I think it is remarkable that something can be freeze-dried. Is it eggs then? It's shrimp eggs you yeah, add to yeah. water. So
0: it's, it's a kind of brine shrimp and their eggs uh, go into a state known as cryptobiosis, which um, various uh, species can do if uh, conditions are adverse. For instance, there's no food or the weather is too freezing or too hot for them to survive yeah. or dehydration. So they artificially induce that into this particular hybrid of brine shrimps that this guy invented. Well, of He's course, called... we
2: can do that, can't we? If you freeze semen or eggs.
0: Whereas these are the eggs ready to hatch oh okay oh right um, and then you put them in the water can't be tap water because the copper will kill the sea monkeys yeah with the special food stuff which is just like spirulina and something else yeah and they hatch into horrible little shrimps and... I think that's
2: kind of a brilliant yeah. thing to, for kids to do though sure
0: yeah the idea is brilliant but actually what you've got is just something you can look at that is ugly but it was invented in 1957 by Harold von Braunhut uh, who was an American mail order marketer and inventor and he had 196 patents for um like one of them was that you know when you uh, get this card with a face on it and you get it wet and crystals grow out like hair. Oh yeah, that's get one of those. And he also uh, created x-ray specs and also he had a patent just for Hermit crabs.
2: I bet you he can't was patent really... those. Wow. I bet he was really irritating at a party. Yeah. And also, like, look what I got. Yeah, it's like, look, oh, look, just put it away. Look
0: at my patented invisible goldfish. Guaranteed to stay
2: <laughs> invisible. What a dick. You'd just be like, has anyone got a fork? And he'd be, I have. Yeah. A bendy fork, just go away.
0: Look at me, Stop 196 bad jokes patented. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, he marketed them as instant life and then changed it to sea monkeys, presumably because more kids want monkeys than something that sounds like a biblical miracle.
2: And I read that what he did, which was interesting and I guess linked the x-ray specs to the sea monkeys was mm. he used to spend a lot of advertising in comic books
0: yes before that's anyone else ingenious. had thought about doing that yeah
2: seems obvious now isn't it? i mean it's comic Con now isn't it? it's grown yeah. to be a massive industry but at the time the idea of targeting squarely basically 11 year old geeks yeah i wonder
1: whether there was a sort of taboo about advertising directly to kids
0: but i think it meant that he could introduce this sci-fi adventure yes idea Flavor. to mm, a to packet a of freeze-dried product. shrimp yeah, cysts yeah so That's right, there's a him. sense
2: that they're like from another earth, isn't yeah,
0: there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they still have
2: that in the way they're marketed now. Although the thing is, I get why parents think it's a good idea for their children to have a gerbil or a bunny rabbit, because it teaches the value of life because inevitably at some point during the ownership the Death. The, the pet's gonna die. Yeah. And that's supposed to be one of the life lessons that your children learn by looking after a small furry thing.
0: And also they realise the responsibilities of looking after a real life furry thing.
2: Indeed. And yet it seems to me that sea monkeys is almost the exact opposite lesson of that. Thankless. Completely thankless. They die, and then you just go and buy another one from Tesco for a tenner. You no, have no emotional attachment to it. You can
0: get it. free refills. Can you? Yes. <laughs> Seriously? Yes.
2: Well, see, even worse then, there's no emotional connection, and you don't learn anything about responsibility, because they're going to hatch whatever you do, yeah. basically, so long as you follow the instructions.
0: The only interest is seeing what a tub full of water that you've poured a sachet of what looks like dust into eight days later is full of beige shrimps. Mm. After you've had that realisation, like, wow, where are you going from there? At least when you you grow cress on a damp piece of kitchen paper, like, wow, a plant's growing on kitchen paper, you can eat it.
1: How do the, the shrimps live for?
0: They can live for quite a long time And the eggs can stay valid for years So if you've got an old set of sea monkeys that you haven't animated yet They could still be good
2: mm. Wow It sort of gives you a bit of a god complex, doesn't it? I will bring yes. life to these creatures when I feel like
0: it Now why do you think no one gave you sea monkeys when you're a <laughs> child? <laughs> but
2: again, the opposite lesson you want a kid to have really from owning a pet
0: But it shows you that being the lord of... A world full of living creatures is quite boring Has its
2: responsibilities yep. as well yep. Yeah, Being God is not as yeah. much fun as you think no, it is No
0: just looking at these little dicks wandering around <laughs> Doing nothing of
2: interest Can't even contemplate your incredible intelligence
0: Obviously I did cast them out of the Garden of Eden
2: I at the age of 10 rescued In inverted commas a worm uh, From the garden of my boarding house You at kidnapped school. a worm Yeah, And I thought I'd look after it as a pet And I called it Freddy and I put it in um, Like a Tupperware container
0: You fritzled it
2: um, Yeah uh, I didn't put holes in the lid and I didn't <gasps> feed it. Oh. Um, I just oh. thought if I had some mud in some Tupperware, that that's what it's like outside, what would be the difference? Yeah, yeah, the worm yeah. will live so
1: in you it. So put, you put some mud in the Tupperware?
2: Yeah. And, oh, no, 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 absolutely. I put mud and grass and everything so I you, thought Freddie would need to live. You basically made a hospice. Yeah, well, so I basically made a gas chamber for the worm. <laughs>
1: you made a
0: Swiss clinic um, for worms.
2: And I, I thought that that's all it would need and I, I thought I was liberating it in some strange way because it, well, it had guaranteed You were guaranteed liberating it from life. the hell
0: that is being alive. Yeah.
2: Anyway, I, I kept it under my bed in the boarding house. Oh, God. For, for a week without looking at it. Did you
0: tell anyone about it? No,
2: because, you know, I knew that we weren't allowed pets and I'd be in trouble if I did. Uh-huh. Um, oh, you
0: just, you just wanted something to love. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's um, beautiful in and a And anyway, a week later, I opened up the Tupperware to see how Freddy was doing and there was just this massive furry decomposed worm there.
0: And mud. Yeah. Were you sad? Um, Were you like, Freddy, you left me, you bastard.
2: They all leave. I, they all leave. I was sad, but I instantly realised it was my fault. I realised what had happened here is I'd killed a worm And how, I try as I might, I couldn't really recontextualize that to tell another story here But
0: then were you like, Freddy, it was your fault for crawling into my hands <laughs> you, you were victim-blaming Freddy
2: No, it was humbling I, What humbling. I didn't do is I didn't think And I think this is what makes me different from the serial killers that you mentioned <laughs> I think what I didn't do is think, oh, well, that one didn't work, I'll try again
1: mm-hmm. but, You know, at With risk that I might bigger. kill it again,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought, right, okay I'm killing things here. That was the opposite of my intention. I'm going to stop.
0: So when you got Coco, mm. your cat, you did. You thought I'm not going to keep her in Tupperware.
2: Uh, no, I didn't even have that thought, Helen. You'll be Good. pleased to know. It didn't even occur to me.
0: You've really come a long I way. I have. I put my picture on Tinder, but nobody swiped right. I went on Match and OK Cupid. No suitors would bite. My body clock is ticking, and I need to find my Mister Right. At least a willing donor
2: With a personal website built through squarespace.com You can edit text and pictures Till you look like the bomb And if you don't find a man At least be comforted by the peeping Toms It's a
0: cold comfort I just want to be loved Thanks, be to Squarespace.com for supporting this episode of Answer Me This and for beautifying the web with their easily customizable websites. You can enjoy all the possibilities of those during a free two-week trial. And then if you want to sign up for one of their excellent hosting packages, use the code ANSWER to get 10% off for a whole year. Right, Ollie, what's next on the question conveyor belt?
2: Following our discussions about bridal bouquets uh, and also, I guess, the general onslaught of summer weddings <laughs> <Onslaught>. uh,
1: <laughs> well it can <laughs> feel like the that harms.
2: <laughs> it can feel like that when you go to wedding after wedding in the summer yeah um we have received quite a lot of questions of weddings uh, over the people will insist few weeks.
0: having them and inviting <laughs> people to them and that creates queries it does it? Uh,
2: anyway we've had quite a few questions of weddings so we're going to try and get through as many as we can yes uh, this is from claire in allostock who says helen answer me this who is responsible for supplying the confetti at a wedding
0: the person in charge of all of the
2: armaments. I thought the bride and groom, continues Claire, bought it for their guests and left it on the side for them to pick up before or after the ceremony. Uh, But when I told my mum and fiancé this, they looked at me like I was mad uh, and said that the guests bring their own confetti. It's
0: terribly infradict to provide confetti for the guests.
2: I've never even heard this tradition before, says Claire, and none of the online suppliers for things like confetti and chair covers and all the other random shit you apparently need...
0: Resist the chair covers!
2: Down with chair covers! ...seem to be pitched at wedding guests.
0: Um, it's... Honestly... I, I've never known the codification of confetti because I've never bought it. I've it's never just even, there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I've never even thought to buy it, and yet it is always there. I bet
2: if no one bought it, it would still be there somehow.
0: I don't even know if there was confetti at our own wedding. Can you remember, Martin? Were we confetti? I
2: think so, no I think it's the responsibility of the best man in the ushers Best man? Really, God, I was, now yeah. I feel bad because I've been best man twice and not even thought about it I was, oh, I was thinking, maybe a head yeah, I think, one of those, It
0: feels like the kind of thing that would more likely fall to the women, doesn't it? And mm. in fact, thinking about it now I've usually been offered confetti by women who are attached to the bridal party but not in an official capacity Yes, me too it's Maybe a sister-in-law but not a bridesmaid I think
2: what you just said would sound sexist if I'd said it Why is it something that naturally falls to the women?
0: Uh, because, uh, in broad brushstrokes, I don't think I've ever seen a man willingly acknowledge the presence of confetti. Yeah,
2: well, imagine how, how upset the confetti-loving men of this world that are listening to this podcast are now, Helen, that you're judging them.
0: Maybe they'll start making confetti in masculine shapes like racing cars.
2: Pins, <laughs> I really like confetti. Why? Do you? Why? Yeah. Why? It's great. It's just why, is why? It great? Everything feels like a party when there's confetti. Everyone looks like on. they've
0: got loads of dandruff. When the confetti's fallen on the- I
2: do like it at a pop gig when you're not expecting it and there's a confetti oh, explosion.
0: silver confetti? Yeah. Sure, yeah,
2: different. Yeah. But at a wedding, the you paper, are expecting yeah. it. You feel
1: like you're in a winter wonderland of
2: No, hours. you don't. Okay, <laughs> right. Here's the distinction. At a pop concert, when it explodes, it comes out of a massive gun and showers the whole audience and that's fun. At a wedding... Three middle aged women Throw it out their hands And it comes out in clumps That's not the same
0: So take a confetti gun To the wedding confetti Then you have a better plan. time If weddings
2: though. had confetti guns I'm in I'd heard dry flower petals Is the new thing at the moment
0: Well I think Because they don't kill birds
2: They're, they're biodegradable as well Yeah
0: Because yeah. Yeah. I've been to a wedding Where they threw rice And uh, which is traditional In a lot of places mm. But it's quite painful For the bride and groom To receive To in yes. the eye <laughs> And uh, also I think If the birds eat it Then they can die
2: as we've covered in a past in, episode Indeed um, Good to recap it though It is yes Yeah yeah no We've got to do our bit for the birds It's so synonymous as well With weddings Confetti isn't it Even though it does get used At sporting events And other things yep. Kind of like popcorn With cinema Yeah, you know, People yep. eat popcorn it's, it's one of the big snack trends Of the year yes. And yet still You say popcorn You think cinema You say confetti You think wedding yep. uh, I think it's because It's such an unnecessary thing And again feeds into this novelty Of things you do at weddings It's
0: like fancy rain
2: Like seat covers Like seat covers oh, the Why do they make you so angry?
0: Why? Oh, God. Do you really want me to get into this, Ollie? Do yes, you really please. want me to? Because I'm going to start smashing stuff Because <laughs> they're so completely unnecessary People obsess over, oh, I don't know We're Like how much, how much am I going to spend on seat covers? No one cares Anyone at the wedding If their enjoyment is spoiled by the appearance of the chairs you failed at every other aspect
2: of the wedding True, but almost everything about the presentational aspects of a party Pin lighting, wedding favours, the cake It's all unnecessary, yeah, really but,
0: but, Yeah, but cake is nice to eat Chair covers are Alcohol, ugly
2: that's necessary Yes Cameras, necessary and People. the marriage vows yeah. <laughs> Everything else is gratuitous So why not think about seat covers if you can
0: They're a flashpoint for me
2: Here is my favourite sentence from the Wikipedia article about confetti okay. uh, Confetti are commonly used at social gatherings Such as parties, weddings and bar mitzvahs, But are considered taboo at funerals I just love the idea That anyone's ever tried that Do you think there's been A niche for black Funeral yeah. confetti
0: Throw little lumps of coal oh, That
1: would be like a sort of, Maybe at like a New Orleans funeral When you have know, the wake With a big brass
2: band And yeah. people start Chucking black confetti around That'd be great People say don't they I don't want it to be a funeral I want it to be A celebration of my life Chuck they my say that. ashes
0: around Like confetti yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> But actually No one's in the mood um, Here's another question Of weddings It's from Stephen Who says In October I am marrying My partner Digby Congratulations Our six nieces Are going to put on Lovely dresses And do their hair all fancy and proceed us down the aisle but what does this make them (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Uh, they can't be bridesmaids as there is no bride Uh, and groomsmaids just Sounds wrong Grooms ladies Well I don't know I mean look Gay marriage sounds wrong To a lot of people The point is You are blazing a trail You know you should Just go with it If you're having a groomsmaid Why not People have got to get used To the terminology Haven't they Um, They're also too old He says Age 22 to 13 To be flower girls And too young To be maids of honour So Helen answer me this What do you call Female aisle procedures not that <laughs> uh, In gay weddings For your information We are calling our best men Best people As some of them Are also women
0: For a long time People have called Bridesmaid-ish people Attendants
1: Attendants Sounds nice like someone That
2: works on a toilet Is that mm. too
0: Flight attendant D. What about uh, Entourage
2: yeah. Point. I mean, the thing is, look, I think that the, the whole point of gay marriage, <laughs> the whole point of equal marriage, as opposed to just civil partnership, yeah. uh, was that there, there are people who wanted a marriage that was on equal terms with what a man and a woman can do, mm-hmm. that weren't happy with just sh- signing a piece of paper and wanted the ceremony to be exactly the same. On that basis, if you're calling it a marriage, then why not call them bridesmaids? The fact that it isn't a bride, isn't that a bit technical? Like, you know, like when, when you have a female chairman... You know, I just think when people start calling them chair... Yeah, yeah, but it's just bollocks, isn't it? Everyone knows what bridesmaid means, so why can't you have bridesmaids without a bride? What's the problem? So
0: do you think the the usage has effectively devolved away from the bride?
2: Absolutely. Everyone knows what a bridesmaid is.
0: Also, the term maid is kind of offensive, isn't it? Well, exactly.
2: Yeah, but you know my position on this. I find lots of things about the wedding ceremony very weird. If you're going to do it, just do it. But... I would say groomsmaid is the equivalent. So if you insist on changing it, then that is fine.
0: What about acolytes? (laughs) No. Or what about
2: sputniks? (laughs) Why?
0: Sputniks means uh, travelling companions.
2: Yeah, but you can't provide a glossary for everyone in the audience, Ellen.
0: Here's another question of weddings from Will in Oxford, who says, There is a charity shop near me that seems to specialise in second-hand wedding dresses. At least the window display is always full of them. Maybe they've just got three and they never sell.
2: (laughs) Uh, It is one of those items that is a destination shop i mean you're not shopping generally in cancer research are you and you think right i've got a copy of adrian mole um i need a toby jug (laughs) uh, and oh yes a wedding dress so, I mean, at least if you're advertising the fact that you do second-hand wedding dresses, yeah. you know, I, you put them in the window, makes sense.
0: Yeah, probably one of the more expensive items as well. Exactly. Well, Will says, to me, this seems to suggest a cavalcade of broken marriages in the local area. <laughs> so, Wally, answer me this. Is there a more positive explanation for this, or am I living in a hotspot for divorce? You're
2: actually not living in a hotspot for divorce. Um, How does Oxford score? Uh, well, the most recent Office for National Statistics top 10 hotspots for divorcees Um, Although this of course Doesn't mean that they got Divorced in that area Because they could get divorced And move to a nicer place Oh
0: so it's just where Divorcees are living Post-divorce Indeed The highest proportion
2: Of divorcees is Blackpool
0: Oh Mm.
2: Um, 13.1% of the population Divorced there
0: Interesting Um, Something to do I guess
2: (laughs) (laughs) In Hastings It's 12.8% Oh that's Um, sad
0: They couldn't make a go of it Amongst all those Wonderful charity shops And funicular
2: And what's interesting actually Is almost all of the top 10 Are seaside towns Mm. Uh, The rest are Torbay Weymouth Portland Thanet Gosport Eastbourne, Great Yarmouth, and Worthing.
0: Do you think it's just that people um, get divorced and then they're like, "I'm going to go and live by the seaside and be free." I think
2: that might be more.
1: Well, what's they might, maybe they get married in a fever by, and because of the excitement of the seaside, and then they go, "Well, actually, I don't really want to marry this person." I just wanted to live by the seaside. Yeah. If
2: we were living in a shanty, then their wives would all drown. But I don't think that's really what happened. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, uh, in Oxford, I, I don't know that it is particularly a hot spot for divorce.
0: It's certainly not a hot spot for getting together, is it? It's like the ninth least pullingest university.
2: As a student that's the case I imagine if you're a non-student Trying to get it on with students You'd probably be more lucky in that regard Yeah Um, But uh, anyway uh, In terms of the second hand bridal costume bit
0: Doesn't mean their marriages have broken apart Not everyone wants to keep their wedding dress They take up a lot of room in many cases
2: Some people actually For whatever reason And I I find it hard to relate to this But I'm not married and I'm not a woman And I've never bought a wedding dress But um, uh, Some people seem to feel that the idea of of this dress That they have so many memories Fond memories Mm. of Even if they have a happy marriage Hanging in their cupboard Never being worn again Is sad Yes Mm. It's It's like
0: keeping dead skin
2: Yeah And they see it almost As their duty Like a blood donation Or something You know I had a happy day Out of this And I want someone else To benefit from it Who couldn't afford it And that's why They actually sell them uh, Or indeed give them Charity That's quite
1: a nice uh, gesture Isn't
2: it Yeah
0: Or they may be The wedding dresses Of people who are dead well, Maybe you should look at that, Will Cavalcade of uh, spousicide
2: <laughs> Yours was vintage, wasn't it?
0: Yes and So a- effectively
2: that's a second-hand dress Even though it wasn't designed as a wedding dress
0: No, exactly, I'm not sure it was explicitly wedding uh, So I've still got it Because it doesn't take up a lot of cupboard space and, But I can't imagine wearing it again Even though it's the kind of dress I could get away with wearing again So I feel that if people saw me wearing my wedding dress They'd be like, Helen's out in her wedding dress What does this say about her <laughs> mental state? I think
1: yeah. if you just put the right for that people, people probably wouldn't pick up on that yeah,
2: it was green, wasn't it, from memory? No. Oh, purple.
1: No. <laughs> it was... Uh, Don't
2: describe it, what? because then when you do go out in it, people are going to go, Helen's uh, gone mad. It was an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and I thought it was very becoming.
1: Down and lonely, life is so confusing. I need some answers, preferably amusing.
2: Now I find... A podcast that will suit I listen to Helen and Ollie On my half-hour
0: commute Here's a question from a nosy parent Who says, we have a teenage daughter Who is continuing to push the boundaries we set her Along with our nerves
2: She's not pushing your boundaries You just don't understand her uh.
0: Oh, it's so embarrassing <laughs> And she has recently started to attend Numerous, inverted commas, gatherings Mm. With
2: her social group I'm sure that it's just a book club That's probably what's going on there
0: Maybe they uh, take food to the needy
2: (laughs) That'll be it These parties, as we used to call them Always good, isn't it? this nosy parent
0: Are basically an excuse to drink, smoke and generally get up to no good
2: Unless they're anything like I was as a teenager And actually, you know, the parties which my dad assumed were non-stop orgies yeah. <laughs> uh, Were essentially us ordering a pizza from Domino's And then watching the yeah. box until sunrise came
0: Yes, we would play worms <laughs> uh, We watched The Prisoner on VHS uh-huh. Oh, good choice. Pretty, pretty racy stuff I mean, yeah. there were occasional racy elements But... Yes. Uh,
2: Oh, don't get me wrong Helen There was the odd fingering <laughs> I'm <laughs> you <just> picking saying... <laughs> your
0: nose The <laughs> nosy parent says Whilst I accept that all teenagers go through this mm. Apart from the ones who are really failing at being a teenager And pretty much all parents have the trauma Of picking up little Johnny drunk off his head And lying face down in his own vomit At some point in their teenage years yeah. We have become increasingly concerned As our daughter is now lying about where she's going
2: Well that's part of it as well isn't it Actually, did you never used to lie a bit about where you were going as a teenager? I'm
0: not sure I lied about much serious. I just didn't tell the truth. Exactly. I withheld
2: the truth, which is different. If they asked specifically, where were you at three o'clock in the morning? I'd have to say... Steve stevenish leisure park trying to kiss a 24 year old but but if, but if they didn't ask i'd just be like well we're going out for the weekend yeah you know and yeah. that's fine i didn't want to give them the details it was just like yeah well it's, it's next to a bowling center so let them think we're going yeah. bowling
0: and also because my parents supplied booze and privacy usually yeah. my friends were at my house and uh they knew that i wasn't much of a drinker so mm. it was fine As lovely as she is, Nosy Parent continues, she is the world's worst liar. No, she's not, because Martin is. And her friends have proved to be even more rubbish at covering for each other, to the point where we recently received a phone call from Phil, her friend's father, reassuring us that she was staying with her friend at his house.
2: Sounds perfectly kosher to me so far.
0: Well, Now, Phil sounded suspiciously like our daughter putting on a man's voice whilst drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Slow claps. So not very convincing, to say the least. Is it not at all reassuring to you, Nosy Parent, that teenagers are still massive idiots are uh, still rubbish they yeah. seem sophisticated but they're capable of that kind of folly
2: yeah just because it looks good in Home Alone 2 you know just because you think there's a dictaphone out there that can change your voice on the phone yeah. there isn't
0: the nosy parent says this has led us to start tracking our daughter via her iPhone whoa
2: Yeah, suddenly jumped on a league haven't mm. we this is all going very friendly and familiar suddenly we're in state surveillance territory
0: my parents didn't have that option
2: no uh, please my parents didn't have that option I'd have to do the tech spec for them <laughs>
0: dreadful as we set the phone up in the first place and are aware of her login Details for iTunes We can use the Find my phone app To search for her location (laughs) This has proved useful In checking her whereabouts On many occasions I bet it has It is so accurate We can even check If she's still in bed Or has made it to the kitchen If we're away from home We
2: can even check If she still loves Big Brother (laughs) (laughs) And whether she devotes Her soul to the party
0: Do your exercises (laughs) So Ollie answer me this are we breaching her trust by tracking her? Yes, clearly or, yes. Or just making use of the technology available to ensure the continued safety of our daughter? Well, both. One day we will confess to her, but mm. for now it is the best way to check where she is at any given time. Yeah, so, difficult. Yes,
2: yeah, so I don't blame you for this, mm. um, uh, but you're doing both. The things are not mutually exclusive. You are breaching her trust. Uh, you are also doing it out of...
0: The right intentions.
2: Exactly, and the continued safety of your daughter. So, uh, you know... I understand why a parent would make use of that technology since it it exists. I also understand why the same parent would not tell their presumably increasingly hormonal teenage daughter Mm -hmm. what they're doing. Uh, And also because... Uh, although she may not be tech savvy enough To be able to track when you're tracking her mm. She would be tech savvy enough to beat you at this game If she knew that you were looking
0: Maybe she'd start going to really weird places Just to freak you out more yeah, Like yeah, yeah. So you'd see her at uh, some really dodgy tattoo parlours yeah. Or something <laughs> just because she knew you'd flip your shit
2: You could have
1: some fun with that She could strap her phone to a carrot pigeon and just leave it for a week
0: Yeah, I think that's what most teens would do, isn't it? Carrier pigeons, first thought
2: So I think if you told her, then she'd she'd flip out at you And she'd find a way technologically to stop you doing this
0: Is it not at all reassuring as well to see where she's going? Because you haven't actually said, and we found that she was out at an orgy Exactly I wonder whether, if she's not in immediate danger Yes, she's drinking, Mm. yes, she's smoking Yes, she may be getting up to sexual things But if it's not going to be unusually harmful Mm. Could you just say to her, look, we know you lied and that you were Phil And that was ridiculous. If you can say this to her, not angrily. Yeah. You know, we'd appreciate it if we just knew where you were. And we'll respect your freedom Mm. as long as you respect our wish to know that you're safe and the fact that we're paying for your phone. Oh, teenagers. What what a hell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, people are so nostalgic about a time when you're so stupid and so angry. Yeah,
2: well, I think people are nostalgic weirdly about the confusion of the time. I'd you know actually it's, it's the fact that life wasn't simple In a strange sort of way People look back on yeah. it and think life was simple Because I didn't have responsibilities I didn't have demands in the same way But actually
0: I had a lot of hormones that life were Life is emotionally everything. so much more complicated Yeah, yeah and
2: actually you're, you're in a way That's actually what you're being nostalgic for Is everything feeling fresh and vital
0: Well yeah it wasn't more complicated It was just like an unstoppable force
2: The first time you'd felt these things First time you'd felt that passion First time you felt that drunk First time you felt that confused Uh, Whereas now we're all just jaded, cynical. Felt everything there is to feel. Yeah. Apart from worse. But the thing that takes us out of our shell, listeners, is when you send us a question.
0: Every time is like the first time. That's right, yeah.
2: There's no cynicism at all, is there, Helen, when we're browsing through our inbox? We never say the words, oh, we've had this question a hundred fucking times. Never say that.
0: I can't believe it. Someone sent us a picture of an AMT coffee kiosk. Heavens.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Some people want to know a thing about blind people.
0: Where do the guide dog's dog poos go?
2: (laughs) Ask a blind person. Um, But anyway, if you'd like to send us a question for a future episode of the podcast and you have got a good one up your sleeve... Do share it. Or wherever you keep it. Uh, All our contact details, as always, on our website... AnswerMeThisPodcast.com this
0: And also on there I'll stick a link to A Guardian Masterclass That I'll be participating in To teach people in a day All they need to know About podcasting It'll be me And producer Chris From The Bugle And Jason Phipps Who makes Guardian Podcasts Oh that's a good lineup. And uh, Drew The man who invented Reaper editing software You've got
2: to go If you're actually Genuinely interested in podcasts That sounds like a good day I
0: really wish it had been around When we were starting yeah. Otherwise we might not have been Groping around in the dark For nearly eight years As we have actually been
2: Good Well check that out And come back uh, with uh, either Your ears or your own podcast next time.
0: We'll be back in two weeks with Answer Me This episode 298.
2: Uh, Oh, and and indeed, thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode. Love you guys. Yeah. So square,
0: so spacious.
2: (laughs) (laughs) From the Heart Dudes.
0: Bye! Bye!